You know my teams be soaring. Watching Wizard Declassified. Uh-huh. You would think my boys would be in a dunk contest the way that my team fly. Oh, they be flying. Oh, yeah. And we got the best podcast, no lie. Yeah. And the way that my boys be shooting out life, the points gon' think it's a homicide. It's a homicide. Westbrook, Bradley Bill, best one. Cash is Wilson next up. Gafford with the post work. Oh, yeah. Duncan don't get stepped on. Jays with the retros. Yeah, my team the best one. Shoot, put a Welcome back to season two of the Washington Wizards Declassified Podcast. As always, I am your host, L.E., but we went out there and we got some talent for you guys. So now it's not me solo anymore. We got a guy in the house tonight that's going to be our co-host for the podcast. Why don't you go ahead and let them know who you are, where they can find you. Yeah, uh, my name is Rashad, Rashad Hunter. Yeah, I'm a local, local D.C. guy. I'm 21, but you can find me on Twitter at DC Fan. All the D's are capitalized. And, you know, I have my Wizards takes, my football team takes, all the local teams. We're here to talk about the Wizards. That's a fact. And you also do another podcast with your guys. Can you tell them what that is and what that's oh, about? Oh, yeah. Got a show the guys love, uh, Sports Pain Index, SPI. You can get at us at Sports Pain Index on Twitter as well. We also have Instagram. All right. And Oh, go ahead. You got more? No, I was going to say, it's a podcast that's, organized but it's still fun at the same time so you'll get knowledge but you'll also get a laugh at the same time yeah definitely a good listener man i check it out all the time shout out to all the guys on that thanks so we are back about the wizards right and we had a season that was just all over the place right we can't we were in the basement couldn't get out of it uh turned it around though uh, we ended up making the playoffs, right? So first thing I'm going to ask you, Rashad, where were you at in terms of making the playoffs versus tanking for a better draft pick? Which side of that argument were you on? Um, throughout the season, in the beginning when we were bad, I was like, okay, cool, we're bad. I'll take for the pick, get a top five guy, and just throw him in the rotation with Beal and Westbrook. And then we started to win. You know, we went on the up. And I'm like, if we're going to win this many games, we might as well make the playoffs because the difference between the 15th pick and the 17th pick, what's the point? You might as well go for it, especially as a fan base. We've been used to losing. So just getting in the playoffs would be like a, a jolt for the fan base. But I'm glad we got in and we stole one. So we did a lot more than we were expected to do. Yeah, you know what? I, with the NBA and the way the draft picks work out, man, it's such a crapshoot with all the picks. I mean, right. every other year you see like the first pick be a bust. You know what I mean? The fifth pick be somebody better than the first pick was. Right. With. So I never really care about tanking in the NBA, but I was happy to see him make it because, and we're going to get into this a little bit later, but just that Russell Westbrook trade caused a lot of controversy within our fan base. Definitely. And to see them battle back to be able to make the playoffs, I think that was worth everything that we kind of went through there. So we we came out the gate with our playing game and we played Boston, right? And we lost 118 to 100, wasn't even close. Jason you Tatum know. dropped 50, it was bad. It, it was, was bad, bad, bad. <laughs> right? And then we came back and we put, the, we put the beats to Indiana 142 to 115. And at that point, are you thinking we're gonna make some noise in the playoffs? I was confused after the first two games because I saw us get blown out basically by Boston and then blow out Indiana. So that didn't really tell me where we were as a team. 
like we we got blown out by the seventh seed but we blow out the 10th seed i don't know what i don't know what that means and i saw it was philly and i was like oh, this is a bad matchup for us but i'm happy we didn't get the nets because the nets probably would have been worse that that firepower nobody's they're putting 120 on everybody so it would have been really bad for us yeah they're second to none i mean they just got too many <laughs> players and there's too many guys yeah it's crazy because somebody said on social media today that that nets team is basically what okc should have been if they just kept that team together right <laughs> right but yeah i mean you know losing to Man, I thought we were gonna make some noise too because I'm your typical fan, right? Like I get hyped when we when we put in work, right. we, we take the the paces out, uh, and then we went to Philly, and the first game was 125 to 118, and I'm like, all right, okay, it's, it's that it's, game you know. was close to a lot of plays could have went our way, and that game could have been different, but yeah, other than that, it was it was rough until game four. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of L's on. <laughs> it's it a lot was of L's rough on until here. game four. When we got to 0 and 3 in the series, I thought to myself, I'm like, all right, we, we just need to go ahead and, and finish out losing so we can get rid of Scott Brooks. Uh, but mm -hmm. then we came back in game four and we won 122 to 114, right? And I started to say, okay, I think we might be getting it going, knowing that we're against the odds, right? Because most of the time you're down 0 3, it's a wrap anyway. Right. Um, after game four, when we got the W there, going into game five and B wasn't there, right? Yeah, yeah. So you was like, okay, it's, it's time to go. We go get this one too, right? Right, I, in my head, I'm thinking Ben Simmons can't shoot free throws and B not playing. I'm like, Bill, Bill showed up. I just need, we just need Russ to kind of get there and we might get one or two more because it's just Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris against Bradley Bill and Russ. I felt like we could have been even and the role players could have just got in where they got in, but it did not work that way. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. It did not work that way. To me, this is the worst loss of the playoffs. I'm going to be real with you because, you know, their best player far and away wasn't even on the court. And we had everybody that we were supposed to play. Mm -hmm. We still we still lost to them by, what, 17 points, right? So right. It, just, it just seemed like, I don't know what happened with the motivation of the team. It didn't carry over from the prior game. You know, to where we were like, okay, you know, we got him with Embiid for most of the game. He got hurt late in the game or whatever. Right. But it just, for some reason, I don't know if it was like they were already like, okay, we're down oh, or 1-3. It's not going to work out. They just couldn't get it together emotionally or mentally to put it together. But I was super disappointed in that game right there, man. I definitely. It was, it was a lot of things that went wrong in that game five. I wouldn't call it the worst loss in the playoffs, though, because the – the Bucks just got destroyed by the Nets without Harden <laughs> by like 45 or something crazy. It wasn't that bad. We played bad, but at least we didn't get blown out by 45. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But it was definitely <laughs> our for our worst loss in the playoffs. Mm, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. All right, man. So let me ask you this, because you and I talked about this a little bit throughout the week. You see what the team was. You saw what we lacked, right? And if I mm. said to you, Rashad, give me one player that's going to turn this team around next season right off the bat. Who you got? See, I had I had two, and you said pick a realistic option. Yeah. Because I looked at our cap situation this upcoming season, and it's not the best because Russ and Bradley Beal take most of it. And I'm thinking, like, it's probably going to have to be a trade. 
and it's two big men that are kind of throwing that have been thrown out there for trade rumors. If we found a way to get Miles Turner, I feel like that would change not necessarily the biggest name, but you put a three and D center with Brad Beal and Russell Westbrook, you know, the pick and pops on offense. And we well, Gafford was good when we made the trade. Before that, our rim protection was awful. And he kind of, you know, fixes both at the same time. And the second name I brought up, because I saw it was a link on Twitter. They said we were monitoring Przingis. (laughs) Now, that reaction you gave, I understand it. But regular season Przingis was still 20 and 9. We kind of have a center rotation of Alex Lynn robin lopez and daniel gafford i i don't think it could get worse like as bad as porzingis can be i think he would be better than the combo of those three centers and you might be able to get him for the low because his stock's kind of low he's complaining people think he had a bad series you might not have to necessarily trade as much to get him now you know but that contract is still disgusting. <laughs> so let me, let me let me talk to you about your options too, and I'll get into mine. Miles Turner is interesting. I didn't even think about that, but he definitely brings what we sorely lack, right? And that's right. front court help. Right. The the front court players we have, just throw them out. <laughs> like I'm sorry. Like Alex Lynn, at one point in time coming out of Maryland, I was like, okay, this kid can ball. It hasn't worked out in the NBA for him. Not at all. Lopez. We got the wrong one, man. Like he had moments where he played inspired and, but he's an effort guy. Right. The NBA in the front court, you're not going to win with effort guys, you know, banging against Joel and beads. Right. Not starting for a long period of time. No, that's a fact. Right. And so, you know, Miles Turner and and Gafford, I'm sorry, because Gafford played the best of what we had. Definitely. I, I tend to question, you know, over, over a whole season, is Gafford going to be, as good as we think he is, or was he just the best of the worst? You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like it could be a little bit of both because Russ kind of had a different chemistry with Gafford. Like, he just thought, like, he he had the lob threat. Lopez isn't jumping to get lobs. Right. We, yeah, that's not a good look. And Lynn, Lynn's not the most athletic to go get lobs. So Westbrook would just find him sometimes and he'd score. And you could see the spark he would give when he came in the game, like, defensively we he was the one player we knew was going to try on the defensive end yeah at the rim he's going to challenge shots right the other guys aren't doing it so turner i like it the thing with turner that makes me a little bit nervous is he's kind of in the same category as the other guys in the sense that he aside from gaffer but he had a really nice pedigree coming out of like he came from a high school right into the league if i'm not no mistaken. i think he did one year in texas okay okay that's right but he went to indiana right like uh, right out of school or something like that yeah um and he was pretty raw coming out but his ceiling was high right but he never he never got to his ceiling in terms of what people were projecting him to be um, I got a buddy of mine that's a huge Pacers fan. He couldn't stop talking to me about Miles Turner. And he had some seasons where he was really balling, but it just hasn't been consistent for what you think that kind of talent is, right? So bringing a guy in like that, I get it because you have Bill and you have Westbrook who are going to be the two key pieces of the offense, right? right? So he's not going to be relied on as a number one option or even a number two option. That makes sense to me. Um, if the price is right. That's the only way yeah, I'm doing definitely. that is the price is right. Now, Porzingis, when I asked you this question, this was the first guy to start swimming around in my brain. 
But then I start looking at what his deficiencies are. He doesn't like to play in the paint. You know what I'm saying? So he's a guy that likes to shoot threes. He wants to be a big guard. And with the issues that we have on this team already in the paint, especially in the postseason, he makes me real nervous because I think when it, when the going gets tough down there, he's going to run to the outside, right, and be on a perimeter somewhere. I need somebody that's going to bang because we just had none of that. Like, if Russell Westbrook wasn't on this team for rebounding, I think I'd be, like, scared to look at the stat sheet. You know what I'm yeah, saying? I, yeah, it's definitely been some of those nights. But on the – I was mainly thinking more so on the offensive end because to say in the postseason when Embiid did play, Russ isn't a shooter. He's just not like off the pick and roll. Like you would have Embiid in the paint just sitting because Gaffer's not gonna space the floor. Lynn's not gonna really space the floor. Lopez isn't gonna space the floor. If Porzingis is gonna be a big guard, Embiid has to at least be out there to guard him and give Russ more space. Russ is gonna take his mid-range jump shots, whether you're contesting it or not. <laughs> He's <laughs> going to take it. So up. I'd rather be <laughs> under gun contested than Joel Embiid and whoever of Philly's defenders that they had on them too. I'll at least take the floor spacing with the the way the roster is constructed now. Yeah. So like I, I wouldn't hate it either with Port Singers. It just like I said, I got my reservations about it. Definitely. But that's what that's what we're going to deal with, no matter who we get with the cap considerations that we have and, and being the Wizards, we've never really attracted the top free tier free agents anyway. Right. So. All right. So I went a little different on this one. Right. I went with I started looking at like some guys that are in the playoffs right now that have had good careers in the past uh, and are still relatively young but aren't necessarily playing or producing in the playoffs because they're on good teams. I looked at the Clippers okay. roster. You know who's on a bench for the Clippers getting no minutes right now because he has a back injury? Who? Uh, the dude from the Toronto Raptors. Serge uh, Ibaka? Serge Ibaka. He's a free agent this year, too, I think. Look, that's – bro. Yeah, think about I him. See, I see the vision. You see I what see I'm it. saying? You see, see what I'm it. saying? Yeah. And in our front court, doing work, man, because all those years in Toronto, he was, he was really down there in the paint, rebounds, block shots. Defensively, he was really picking it up. He started to develop his outside shooting a little bit towards the end of that. And then he got, I think he got a contract that was relatively decent. And then he ended up with the Clippers and he might be coming off that deal. Like you said, I haven't checked the terms of his contract, but I think he's athletic. So he fits with Beal and he fits with Westbrook. Um, he, he's aggressive defensively and he fits that need that we were just talking about where we need to improve at. And you get the added bonus of offense on top of all of that. And he's used to being the third wheel in an offense. And to yeah. me, it's a home run right there, right? Uh, the money's got to be right, and he's got to want to be here. I don't want him if he wants to be in a bigger city, right? Like, he wants to be in L.A., stay in L.A. He wants right. to be in New York. Yeah. But if he's going to be happy in D.C., man, Serge Ibaka with Beal and with Westbrook, I think we're doing something. It'd be a nice, it definitely would be a nice piece. It definitely would be. Yeah, I, I don't know if it puts us over the top in the East, right. but – thinking about the other options that were out there. Like, see, I think more realistically, we're going to be in the market with guys like um, the other big man, the Clippers just got that was, that were, uh, what's his name? Uh, now he might be with the Lakers now. Uh, he Mark came from the, the Clippers. Yeah, he claimed from yeah. the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, see, guys like that, right? But he has his limitations too. And he doesn't, he's healthy and he's not getting minutes or he wasn't getting minutes with the Lakers. I mean, you know, matchup depending on that. But right. for us, 
we don't have the luxury of being matchup dependent with players like that. So he would start like every game, you know what I mean? And be in there for, against every team. So, you know, it's yeah. Yeah, this is kind of a rough summer for you to, well, for the team like the Wizards to have, like, kind of like figure it out, either go for it or rebuild because this free agent class is mainly dependent on if they take their player options or not. Like, Kawhi, if they win the next couple, if they win this next round, Eastern Conference Finals, who, well, not Eastern, Western Conference Finals, who knows if he accepts that. Chris Paul's already came out and declined it, but he said, you know, I want to play for the Suns, just on a more extended deal. So, like, the top free agents aren't really free agents, and the rest of the, the group is like, do I want to spend 20 to 25 million a year on that guy? I don't right. think so. Right. So it's kind of a tough spot for a team like the Wizards that kind of has to either sink or, you know, sink or swim. Yeah, especially because as an organization, we've been very reluctant to go into the luxury tax. Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's going to have to fit within the budget. And even though we got Tommy Shepard now, um, if, if Paul George says, I'm going to opt out in LA, are you on board with him coming to DC? See, at, like it would have to. I don't want to say it wouldn't be if the money was right, but how? Like somebody would have to go from yeah. the cap wise because they're getting paid so much. Somebody would have to go, and I don't think I'd give up Bradley Beal for Paul George. Definitely not. I would not do that, especially if, you know that Westbrook and and um, yeah, PG. that bringing that in a Wizards. I want no parts of that. <laughs> I want no parts of that. <laughs> Yeah, you thought the fan base was mad about the wall stuff. Wait till they see Bradley Bill go for Paul George, man. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one one thing that shouldn't be complicated this offseason is the job status of Scott Brooks, right? I it mean, shouldn't be, right? But he just he hadn't gotten it done. And where were you at when we first brought him in? Were you were you excited about him coming in? Uh I didn't. I also I don't. I didn't really know how to feel. I liked him as a coach at OKC, but. We kind of, we started off pretty good, I, I believe. So was that a year before? Yeah, we were there. all right because we, you know, at that point we still had Wall. Uh, right, we had a good team at the yeah. time, so he he didn't hold the team back until Wall declined, and you know we started getting rid of players, and he was still doing the same thing, and it wasn't working. It's like okay, now what? Like we ran the most, like we were like top five in ISO plays. Yeah. I can say Bradley. I can I can call Bradley Bill on an ISO. Like I don't <laughs> I don't know I don't know how much that really takes as like a coach like to really develop or yeah. get something out of these guys. And some of these like Ra- Raul Neto started in all five games in the Philly series. Why? Like what was he <laughs> going to give you in that Philly series? Right you're putting three point guards out there and Ben Simmons is taller than our whole team. Like how, <laughs> how is that? I don't understand. I don't understand that. Yeah. See my issue with the Scott Brooks hire at the time was it seemed like an OKC was really Durant and Westbrook running the team. And, yeah. and, and Brooks was on the bench just, you know, being a cheerleader for him because it's hard to miss when you got that kind of talent. Right. Right. And and so it was like, all right, we'll bring him in. Let's see. But we didn't have we didn't have Westbrook and, and Durant here. We had John Wall, and I love John Wall. I think he's a good player, but he's not the caliber of what Durant was in OKC, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, so it was like, 
what's he going to bring to our team, right, as a coach? And there really isn't a Scott Brooks offense. Like you said, it's just no. a bunch of ISO, right? And I remember Wall kept saying, you know, we need a 3 and D. We need a 3 and D winger, you know, all this other stuff, right? Um, so they kept trying to fulfill that need, and it never really materialized, be it Otto Porter and, and some other guys, which I do want to get into in a future podcast because I got a lot of issues with the small forward history with the Wizards. Oh, we time. can definitely <laughs> get into that. I was about to say a name on accident because you, you brought that up. Yeah. And the first thing that came into my mind was the Kelly Oubre trade. Yes. We Four. traded Kelly Oubre for six months of Trevor Ariza. Yes. I don't think I'm going to forget that for a Ever. very long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we still have that need to this day. Yeah. And I don't know how to feel it. I don't. It's it's, <laughs> it's awful. Like, I'm going to give you the history because, and I, I really want to dig into this in the, in the future, but like, we did uh, we did Otto Porter, right? right? Troy Brown, gone. Yeah. We did, like you said, we had Trevor Ariza for a minute. We had uh, Kelly Oubre, who a lot of folks thought had potential, right? People liked him. Uh, what's his name? Wave Poppy or something? I don't know. Let's be. No, Instagram, <laughs> yeah. Um, and and that's that's just guys off the top of my head, but like it's, it's we keep trying to fill that position the same way. It it kills me, and, and we don't have a feel right now. Then we drafted Avdia, and uh, you just don't get me started there. But you know, <laughs> hey, you don't like you don't like Denny. What's there to like right now? I mean, potential I mean, got- maybe. But what's it like right now? Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, I think he's a solid shooter. He can handle the ball a little bit. But like you said, he got hurt halfway through the season, and we just never saw him again. So that also makes it tough, along with Scott Brooks not knowing rotation. Like it's it's a lot of little things that tied into that. I just I don't I don't know how to see him yet. I don't think he knows how to see himself. Like, and I'm not saying he doesn't have a future. But his impact was so minimal in the time that he was here. It really made it hard for me to say, okay, we should have gotten this guy uh, in the first round. But let's see what happens as he develops. But back to Scott Brooks, you're in agreement he should be gone, right? Right. And if 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 he if if he comes back and week week one of the NBA season next year, where's your mind at? I gotta I have to see the roster change. If we just run everything back the way it is. I, I know I know how you like you just want to be happy to make the playoffs like you just want to be satisfied to make the playing game and make the playoffs every year. That's all that would tell me because you can't look at this team and say run it back with head coach and all. Yeah, run it back again. We had something. Nah. Yeah. See, I, I see you being nice. If Scott Brooks is back, I'm going out in front of the uh, the Wizards Arena. I'm protesting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh-uh. There is no way. Like, I can't see a justifiable reason for him to be back. But what scares me is he's not gone already. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, they didn't announce the part of ways. I don't, I don't like that at all. Like, he yeah. just kind of just disappeared after the playoffs. Like, yeah. Fans want to know what the direction is. Like, what they we... said, Yeah, what they said was they're going to take his job under review. And I'm like, you had the whole five years to see what he did right. already. He, he's not a, this isn't like you fired, like you're trying to fire him year one or two. He's been here five years. Yes, enough is enough. All right, let's get into this because this is the, the biggest thing. And it's it's one of those things I see on social media still. Westbrook, Beal. I mean, sorry, Westbrook, Wall, right? And right. in this trade and all season long, 
there were Wizards fans that said, see, John Wall wouldn't have done that. John Wall wouldn't have missed these shots, right? <laughs> John Wall could make something every now and then. We wouldn't have lost to um, Boston with John Wall. I get that argument, right? But at the same time, I'm like, all right, but Westbrook has different leadership qualities, right? I think Westbrook is better for Beal's game in a lot of ways yeah. than what Wall was because Westbrook is an all-around player. Right. He gets he creates second opportunities for for Beal uh, and himself, too. And yes, he's part of the reason those second opportunities are available because he's missing shots. But, Mm -hmm. you know, when the trade went down, I think it was like in January or something like that, if I'm not mistaken. When that went down, it could have been December, whatever. I, I was I was super happy about that. I was I was actually calling for this prior to the trade half. I was like, yo, we can get Westbrook, blah, blah, blah. The reason I was happy was I felt like we hit our ceiling with Wall already. We weren't really going to go any further because while Wall was developing somewhat of a jump shot, it wasn't something that was going to be reliable in the clutch, right? It wasn't something that was going to significantly elevate his game. So I felt like the change of pace with that Westbrook trade was exactly what we needed at the time. The results were pretty on par with what the season would look like with John Wall at the end of the day. Right. so I can see an argument either way, but how did you feel when the when the trade first happened? When it first happened, I was I was shocked. I was more so confused, not confused, but I understood it. But seeing it was like, wow, we traded John Wall. Like that didn't that sat with me for a minute. I'm like, John Wall pretty much was like my number two when it comes to like with like Bill, you know, like growing up, it was Gilbert Arenas and the transition to John Wall. Like I grew up in the middle of like yeah. that transition. So I, I had something like with John Wall, like, we just traded John Wall. But then I thought about it again. I'm like, with Westbrook, I, I know what I'm getting. And he's gonna play the, he's gonna play the whole season if his body holds up. You know, John Wall was coming off of back-to-back season-ending injuries. We haven't seen John Wall in two years. So in my head, I'm like, I at least know Westbrook's going to be there when the game starts in the starting lineup at point guard. So the team might not necessarily get drastically better, but I know I have a healthy player there and Westbrook, you can see it. He doesn't, he doesn't lose. The team might lose. He doesn't, he's going for it all however 40 minutes over time. He's going for it for every minute and he's going to be there. And I feel like with the young roster we had, some we kind of had to see that they they fed off of it. You could tell at the end of the game, like we fought hard, like we they just fought more than some other teams. I don't think it would have been the same way with John Wall. Either he wouldn't have been healthy, or it just would have been well, we lost again. Like I, it wouldn't have been that same drive that Westbrook bring. Yeah, I feel you. So after the season, looking back on things, we made the playoffs. We got out of the play-in tournament. We got right. into the normal playoff picture. I would, I'm, we weren't competitive with Philly. No. There's no way around it. But so in hindsight, looking back on it, how do you feel about it now? I feel like as a fan, as a fan base, it, it, it helped us more because you, like you said, you know what you're getting. We've had two years in a row where we thought we were going to have John Wall and Beal again, and he got hurt for the whole season. And we just left Brad, Brad Beal on an island at Verizon Center and say drop 45 and hope we win. Like that's the only like drop yeah. 30 and hope we win it. Like that would have been the well, that was right. how it was this season. But Russ was still giving triple doubles along with it. 
at least he was there. Like he was, he was giving effort. He was the reason we won a lot of the games. Like the Pacers game before we played them in the plan. He he won that game. Whether you like the way he got there, <laughs> missing the shots, <laughs> but at the end of the day, he made the last two free throws and he blocked the last shot. I don't I I don't know if I'm getting that with John Wall. I can't say that. Just right. the will to I'm gonna win this game whether you want to or not. I'm going for it. Yeah. And no, and no disrespect to John Wall because, you know, huge fan of what he did for us, man. He brought us out of the complete doldrums, right? Like, he, yeah. we, he came in and he made us relevant. We got our first ESPN games in like 10 years when he got yeah. drafted, you know what I mean? But, yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head, man. I mean, the other thing to think about, and you started to allude to this uh, in terms of his availability, but when Bill, when Wall wasn't around, Bill got hurt every year because of what, the amount of workload he was having to carry. Right, and he's a small guard. Small, yeah. So he was able to stay healthy this year in part because Russell Westbrook took off so much of the load from him. You cannot dismiss that factor. No. The other aspect where I think Bill might pay dividends that Wall never did is attracting free agents. Westbrook is a much more widely regarded player in the NBA than John Wall is in terms of friendships, right? Like, he's, he's he, Paul George, guys like that. Like, he's, right. Westbrook is a megastar. Inside the NBA, outside the NBA, fashion, the Jordan brand, all that stuff. Westbrook is a megastar. John Wall was a superstar. There's a difference. You know what I mean? So Westbrook automatically upgrades DC as a uh, free agent destination. Will it pay dividends? We will see this offseason for sure if the Wizards decide to be aggressive. Here's the last thing with Westbrook that, and the reason that I really like this. No matter what they said publicly, Wall and Beal had chemistry issues between the two of them the entire time they were here. They barely communicated from all the people that cover the Wizards for a long time, like with each other. I think they mended the fences over the recent years and they've started to develop chemistry up until the trade happened. But even last year, when the trade did occur, it was reported that Bill wanted Wall out of here, right? So Bill seems to really have a good relationship with Westbrook. Yeah, I, I agree with that. You can see it. Right. And at the end of the day, if it came down to Wall leaving or Bill leaving, I want Bill on this roster. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Let me let me close it out like this. I'm gonna give you this one. Okay. Gilbert Arenas, John Wall, Bradley Bill. You gotta pick one. Peak? Yeah. Ah. Uh, this is tough because I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Gilbert and I'm gonna get I'm gonna go Gilbert Arenas. I'm gonna tell you why. I feel like the games of Bradley Beal and John Wall like together is what Gilbert was. Like Gilbert would give you 30, but he still have six or seven assists. Like he may not have been like I feel like Bradley just he's going to shoot it. Like he's gonna get his shots up. He's not he's a playmaker, he'll move the ball. But you know what his role is. John Wall may not score that many points, but he was the facilitator. Gilbert was giving you 30 a night, regardless win, lose, and he was hitting game winners. Like right. Agent Zero was a thing across all of DC. Like shirts, t everybody knew in the clutch he was getting the ball and he was shooting from Curry range before it was cool. <laughs> he was. Yeah, that's a fact, yeah. He was shooting from Curry range before it was cool. Like, just the the handle, the all of it together. I think Gilbert was just the best 
player we had, even though we didn't have him for that long, which is crazy to think about. Yeah, man. I remember uh, walking into, I forget it was a gas station. I saw a magazine because I was like for a while, I checked out on the Wizards, right? When I was, you know, in my late teens and stuff like that, I checked out and I saw, yo, who's this Gilbert Arenas dude coming over from the Warriors? You right. know what I'm saying? Um, but he was on a cover of a magazine. I was like, man, I don't know. We'll see. But he got here and, and he's in that category of he was a megastar too. He had the thing with him was a lot of the bozo stuff that came along with it on the side, right? Right. Um, the Nick Young stuff. And, and I think part of that was the people that he was playing with, like our Andre Blatch, you know what I'm saying? Nick Young, um, Javaris Crittenden, you know, guys right. like that. But when we had Arenas, we had Butler and we had Jameson, it was a different kind of team because you felt like every single night, as long as Arenas suited up, you had a chance to win. Yeah, more Bill is great, but Bill alone doesn't make the difference the way that Arenas did. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's it, to me, it's Arenas head and shoulders. Now, Bill still has room to grow in his career, so that could be different, right? Like when we're done, but the point where Arenas was to where it was like Martin Luther King Day or something like that, and he was playing the Lakers, he lit Kobe up, you know what I'm saying? 60, like, like 60 piece, right. It was just different with him, man. He was just on another level compared to these guys in terms of the big moments. And he made every game feel important. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think for me, Arenas, if we could have just had him for his whole career all throughout his prime without the knee injuries, without the off the court stuff, I think we would have been in such a different place as an organization, as a franchise. So I, I agree with the knee injuries and stuff, but I don't know. Maybe it was just the, the luck that the Wizards always had. It didn't matter if we were the two seed, three, four, five, six, whatever. We always ended up playing LeBron in the first round. I hate that name. I hate that person. (laughs) It didn't matter if we were the third seed, they were the six, vice versa. We always matched up with LeBron and the Cavaliers in the first every year. I was just like, why can't we get somebody else? <laughs> right. The please? magic don't got <laughs> right. Like that team was so good. It was like, well, Braun coming, you know, <laughs> it's just man, you know what's crazy too? Cause this what this wasn't like LeBron down here. This was like fresh LeBron. Yeah, this <laughs> you was know like what I mean? 23-year-old Braun. Jumping yeah. jumping over the rim, LeBron. And that Cavs team was him, and it was just a bunch of other dudes, but he was at that point in his career where that's all he needed. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and we just couldn't solve that puzzle. And that was so incredibly frustrating because we had a team that I felt like if it was anybody else but that Cavaliers team, we would have had a good shot at making right. some noise in the playoff. But you're right. Every year that bracket just boiled down to us and LeBron. Us and LeBron every year. It didn't matter. Like, it didn't matter if we had a great season, we were the three seed, or if we had an okay season and we just crept in there. We were facing LeBron first round book it like and we were going home (laughs) yeah we were going home in six like it just didn't matter we're playing lebron we're playing six games and lebron's gonna move on because he's lebron man that was that was a a frustrating time man to be a wizards fan because that team was so good man and we had i mean uh antoine jameson man um he lived in Alexandria in this like uh, penthouse apartment. I remember one of my old bosses when I used to work in Springfield had a penthouse apartment right across the hallway from Jameson. They said, all this dude ever talked about was basketball. 
all he ever, you know, and his family too, but all he ever cared about was basketball. And he was just such a solid dude. He doesn't get his due respect within our fan base too, no. for what he was and what he meant to us. And Karan Butler was just tough juice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, even the other, well, Haywood's a commentator now, but like even the other guys, like Deshaun Steve, like all those guys, like that team yeah. was just fun. Like Gilbert was the star, but like Deshaun was the scrappy guy. Karan, like you said, was tough juice. Antoine Jameson was the professional that didn't say anything wrong, but right. he was going to give you buckets. Yeah, and, and rebounds. Right, and Haywood cleaned up the rest. Like It, it just worked out until we played LeBron. Like it, <laughs> it, it just, It's always going to come back to that. Yep. yep. LeBron. Man, listen, Haywood came to my high school. We had a center. His name was Tim Allman. We thought he was nice. <laughs> he was showed up in there and just did a little Hakeem Dream shake and just banged on him. We were like, man, he's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, man, he not, uh, got dunked on by Haywood. Yeah. Oh, he's not that good. I mean, he's cool. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, he's, okay. he's cool. He's cool. I think Haywood had already been, he was already in the league, but he knew the high school basketball coach at our school. So he yeah. came over and was just showing off. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. All right, Rashad, man, we're going to wrap right here. Uh, man, I appreciate you hanging out. You gonna be back next show? Oh yeah, if you if you allow me to be, of course. Your badge is gonna work. I promise you, man.